Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit saymythyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, what's the difference between radioactive iodine and radiofrequency ablation? So while I'm sure many people listening to this know the answer to this question, a good number of people get confused between radioactive iodine and radiofrequency ablation, which also is known as RFA. And the reason for this is because they know that radioactive iodine involves ablation or destruction of the cells of the thyroid gland. And so with radiofrequency ablation, they hear the word ablation. And of course, both RFA and radioactive iodine have the word radio in it. And so for those who don't know anything about radiofrequency ablation, it's easy to understand why they might think that they're both similar procedures. But they're definitely not similar. Radioactive iodine involves destruction to the cells of the thyroid gland, and it's something I do not recommend. I don't recommend radioactive iodine. Now, a lot of endocrinologists will recommend radioactive iodine to the hyperthyroid patients, especially Graves' disease patients, and sometimes those with toxic multinodular goiter. And I'm not saying there's not a time and place for other methods like thyroid surgery. I mean, if I had to choose between radioactive iodine and thyroid surgery, I'm pretty sure I would go with the surgery. And it's not that there's not risks involved with surgery, but again, just the thought of radioactive iodine in my body. It's not just that, just over the years, I've had a lot of people email me and also people in Facebook groups and my Facebook groups talk about how they were never the same after receiving radioactive iodine. Again, not everybody. There are people also who have received radioactive iodine and they're happy with their decision. Yeah, I mean, if you go to an endocrinologist, typically they'll recommend three types of treatment. One would be antithyroid medication, such as methimazole. Two would be thyroid surgery. And three would be radioactive iodine. And unfortunately, a lot of them still recommend radioactive iodine as the first line of treatment. Now, radiofrequency ablation is completely different because it involves specifically shrinking thyroid nodules. So it is not destroying the thyroid gland. And in fact, in some cases, RFA can save the thyroid by specifically treating thyroid nodules. Because if someone has one or more larger thyroid nodules, I mean, typically if the thyroid nodules are small, the endocrinologist or whatever medical doctor might just keep an eye on it. It also depends on the characteristics, but it's not like everybody who has thyroid nodules will be recommended to have surgery or radioactive iodine by their medical doctor. But typically when they're larger, like one centimeter or definitely two centimeters or larger, again, it does depend on the person as well as the practitioner or the endocrinologist. But Again, they will commonly recommend surgery or radioactive iodine when radiofrequency ablation can be an option. Now, I will say that a lot more medical doctors, including endocrinologists, are becoming aware of the benefits of radiofrequency ablation. So maybe over the next few years, hopefully sooner than later, we will see more and more endocrinologists recommend radiofrequency ablation instead of radioactive iodine or surgery in the case of thyroid nodules. I mean, for the foreseeable future, I don't think they're going to stop recommending radioactive iodine because, again, even if someone presents with graves 
and they don't have any thyroid nodules, many will recommend radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery. So I don't see it changing completely anytime soon, but we're talking about when it comes to the nodules, when someone has larger nodules, radiofrequency ablation could be a good option. And it's important to understand that neither radiofrequency ablation or radioactive iodine is doing anything to address the causative problem. Now, we know this about radioactive iodine. What stinks about radioactive iodine, if someone has Graves' disease, this is an immune system condition. So radioactive iodine is focusing on the thyroid. It's like destroying the cells of the thyroid gland, and someone will become hypothyroid. And, and again, it's not doing anything for the autoimmune component. And so with radiofrequency ablation, that's true as well. Radiofrequency ablation is not addressing the cause of the thyroid nodules. So I'm not suggesting that everybody with thyroid nodules, even larger thyroid nodules, I'm not suggesting everybody should receive radiofrequency ablation because it might save your thyroid, but there is also the chance the nodule can grow back in the future. That being said, I would still rather save my thyroid, even if it means a few years down the road, I would need to get the procedure again, which again, you may or may not. But ideally, I would say you still want to do things to address the cause of the problem if you have one or more thyroid nodules, especially smaller nodules. In most cases, people are not going to need radiofrequency ablation. I'm just really bringing it up here so people understand the difference between the two. And if you want to learn more, there is an interview I did with Dr. Angela Maza on the podcast, episode number 70. So if you visit savemythyroid.com forward slash 70, you could check out that episode. So Dr. Maza is an integrative endocrinologist. She practices in central Florida and she talks all about radiofrequency ablation. You know, I mean, she practices it, she performs it, she offers it in her clinic. I mean, a lot of other practitioners do these days more and more offer it. So I shouldn't say a lot at this point, but more and more are offering radiofrequency ablation. But I would check out that episode if you really don't know much about it. And she talks about the benefits, who might be a good candidate, the risks involved. That was a great episode. But yeah, so that is my answer to the question, what's the difference between radioactive iodine and radiofrequency ablation? Again, radioactive iodine involves destruction of the thyroid gland, whereas radiofrequency ablation is specifically treating thyroid nodules, which in some cases can actually save the thyroid. So as usual, I hope you found this Q&A episode to be valuable, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.